Hello, hello, hello. Just a minute early. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am blessed. Looking at this selection crud. You been watching that? Of course. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one. Now me and Kelly been watching it. Most Kelly been watching most of the day. Okay. All right. Let's see if we get our song going. Put my head up a little bit. Now that we've helped people customize and save with Liberty Mutual, we can finally I do some pizza. <laughs> Why build a pillow tower for nasal congestion relief? Try new Afrin Night. Okay, you know what? I've been looking for somebody. Thank you. 
Gracious dear the Father. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this blessed day. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, thank you, Lord, for being our God. And God, thank you, Lord, for watching us all week long, Father God. Lord, even Lord, Father God, in the midnight hours, Father God, as we slept, we thank you, Father God, Lord, for keeping your protective arms around us. God, we just give you all the praise and honor. Now, Father God, we ask, Lord, you touch this Sunday, uh, this Wednesday night Bible study. And then, Lord, you receive all the glory out of it. And, Lord, we pray, Father God, Lord, that you touch our teacher. And, Lord, all the hearers and doers of thy word. In Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Today we are talking about zeal. It is the last in a series of ABCs of the Bible through the eyes of a prophetess. You guys have to give yourselves a hand for being with me on this journey and teaching me as well as uh, the things that I have learned so much from you guys as well. So I just want to thank God for you before we even get started with the lesson. So the first thing I want to do is to ask a question. What do you think zeal means? What does what mean? Zeal. What does zeal mean? A longing or a, desire, a heavy longing for something higher than you or so for something you want. All okay. Right? Mm -hmm. A groaning, a desire, a, a deep desire for something, a pursuing a desire that you want, an object of yours. I thought I hit admit. Anybody else? Um, I think of it as um, it's high, it's a way of doing things. I mean, it's a higher, maybe like a higher level, like an extra oomph that you give to something that you're doing, um, whatever that may be. 
That's that's what I think of when I think of that. Yeah. All right, preacher. On the other end. Uh I'm not quite sure, but I believe uh it's more in line with Brother Gary saying a desire for something, uh a desire for something that that perhaps is greater than you or something that would perhaps make you greater. Okay, okay. And Miss Katrina just came on, so we might not want to ask her any questions. So we're just we're gonna slide What's it on. The the What's question the question? Is, what do you mean? What do you think zeal means? Oh, a strong desire for something or to do something, a passion. Okay, and all of those answers are correct. Uh, we're just gonna define it in one way. You all have uh, touched on it. It is a focused desire characterized by passion and commitment. And a lot of times you hear that most Christians are considered to be uh, zealous, uh, fanatical, uh, radical, uh, depending on which uh, branch of religion you're uh, associated with. Some can be considered to be the way opposite, like cold, cold instead of hot. But we know that, you know, those are kind of attributed traits that they call us, you know, fanatic. Uh, we have zeal or we're zealous about a particular thing. And of course, we love that because we definitely want to be zealous about the Lord. <coughs> so... But that's not the only way you can be zealous. Some people, like, for instance, I ain't going to talk about the campaign, but uh, we have some <laughs> zealous people about this campaign. So yes. zealous is, 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 is a universal word. Of course, we love it in the scripture because we definitely want to be zealous about the things of God. Amen. So, of has the results been? Has the who who won? I'm still trying to figure. Have they not over yet? They still ain't. They still counting. Okay. They still count. Still okay. counting and Trump doing lawsuits, but we ain't gonna talk about that either. Already yeah, <laughs> so We're gonna talk about that because we're gonna talk about the zeal of the Lord today. Yes. So, in the Bible, zeal is actually in the Old Testament. It shows up about 16 times. And it shows up about six times as zealous in the New Testament. And so this, when you think about a word that is being utilized and it's been utilized several times in the Bible, even though this word is not used very often in the Bible, it does have a very significant meaning. So I'm gonna tell you, um, we're gonna read today but I kind of just want to talk just a little bit. This is, you know, this is, uh, you know, uh, I just kind of want to talk a little bit. So I am going to give you some scriptures. But I want to remind you of one of the zealous things that the first thing I thought about when I was beginning to study this lesson is when Jesus came into the temple. Woo! He started turning over tables. Talk about this is the house of prayer, and you have made it a den of thieves. That's zealous. That's zeal. 
That's passion. That was commitment. He was committed to getting them out of there because he said, y'all not going to turn my father's house into something that's not supposed to be. Now, if you think about that on our level, shouldn't we have that same passion when it comes to the things of God? I mean, think about this. Can't nobody come up in my house and tell me what to do. Amen. You know, they, they, they're going to be stepping out. So when you're excited about, which is another thing, and that's another reason why I just love this word, because you're excited, I'm excited about the things of God. Then I have that little, they call it zealous, or you have that zeal for God. Mm-hmm. But there's some scriptures in the Bible that talk about zeal in two different ways. So we're going to talk about zeal in one way where it's really, really good. But then there's another way where you can be zealous or have zeal when it's not really good. And we're going to talk about it in the Bible. So the first scripture I want us to get. Okay, let's look at 2 Kings 19 and 31. If I can get just somebody to read that one. And then if somebody can read Isaiah 37 and 32. I'm going to read a couple of ones in the Old Testament. And then we're going to jump over to the New Testament. I like reading the Old Testament because some people believe that the Old Testament is done away with. That's not the truth. God said he can't fulfill the scriptures. He didn't come to do away with any of them. So Isaiah what? Isaiah 37? Isaiah 37 and 32. But we're going to okay. start with 2 Kings first. 2 Kings okay. 19 and 31. And Katrina, you can get Isaiah 37 and 32. Okay. Second Kings. Baby, you got it? Mm-mm. This Unless is the, you got it. Not the version. It don't matter. I'm, I'm just I'm just letting you oh, know. Oh, you said NIV. Okay, go ahead. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Okay, so we see that God is saying. He has taken ownership of the zeal that would take a remnant, which is a small segment of people, and put them in a place where they're supposed to be. And of course, we know that during this time that uh, Israel had, you know, got into bondage and and done some, you know, things. And and so a lot of times, sometimes when God uses the zeal that He has and He moves us out of a place that sometimes not might not be desirable. And even though we may sometimes even deserve it, God will still move us. And then uh, in the effort of him moving us into a better position in him, that's what gives us the opportunity to draw near to him and to increase the zeal on the inside of us. Amen. uh, Petrina, you got Isaiah? Yes. Okay, so you ready for me? Hold on. I have to pull it back up. Isaiah 37 and what verse? 32. Okay, let me scroll all the way down. 
This is the King James Version, I believe. And it says, For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Amen. I thought that was a little bit more. Maybe I, <laughs> I probably should have put that. Well, you first. said 32. I can no, go to 30. That's it. That's it. So it's pretty, that one is pretty much saying the same thing that I just said about um, the zeal of the Lord. So let's go down to, let's look a little bit into um, the one that I talked about in John. John, the second chapter, verses 13 through 17. St. John. 13 through 17. We know that throughout the Bible, while you are getting that, we know that throughout the Bible, there are different men and women of the Bible that were utilized by God. And a lot of them had zeal. We know about Elijah when he went up against the, um, the prophets of Baal and how, you know, <laughs> it's almost like we really could read that too because it almost like he was mocking them up. Uh, Maybe you should yell just a little bit louder because it don't seem like maybe he's asleep, your God. And, and you know, so it really, he was having a zeal. He was mocking them, first of all, and then he had a zeal. But then right after that zeal, he was running from Jezebel. So just because you have a zeal at one point in your life or in the ministry doesn't mean you're always going to be walking in that zeal. So don't take that like I have a zeal. And then sometimes, but there are times in our lives where God will put us, you know, on our knees. Amen. And so even though you may have a zeal, it doesn't mean you have that same zeal all the time. That is a misnomer. Amen. What was, what was so, that again? St. John 2 and 13 through 17. Oh, John 2? Okay, I thought you said 13. Yeah, the verse. John 2, verse 13 through 17. Okay, hold on. Because I, I have to you got, go you back. got it, Evangelist? Yes. Okay, go for it. The Jews, and the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that was selling oxen and sheep and doves and the changes of money sitting. And when he had made a forge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the change money, changes money, and overthrew the table. It said to them that so doves. Take these things hence. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remember that it was written. The zeal of his house, of thine house, has eaten me up. Amen. Amen. Now, so we see uh, Jesus got a belt, y'all. I'm just going to break it down into our terms. Jesus got a belt. You know how sometimes when your children act up and you have to get the belt? Yeah. So, Amen. So, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus got the belt on the grown folks. He started turning <laughs> over tables. He grabbed that cord, started hitting across their back. Y'all ever remember? Okay, y'all probably didn't have to do this, but there was times when my mom would whoop me, right? 
and I would have to go outside and get my own switch. Now, it's a whole <laughs> tree out there, but I could not find the switch. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened. I made the mistake of getting a small switch, thinking that was going to be better for me. Mm -mm. It was worse. But I stood out there for a while trying to find that switch in that big old tree that didn't have no switches. It didn't have any. And I was just looking out there. But I tell you what, mama had that zim and she spanked that behind with that tiny switch that I said I'll never do that again. I'm talking about the switch. I'll never get no small switch ever again in my life. And so we know that we have zeals for different things, you know, not even, you know, uh, all of it is not always, you know, natural because she was mad because I was disobedient and I didn't do what I was uh, supposed to do. I think I, uh, you know, tell me I was outside the house and you know how they tell you stay inside the house until I get home kind of thing. But, uh, <laughs> So uh, anyway, I had Zeal to get outside the house, but I didn't like the zeal that she had when she came back. Amen. And so we see that Jesus being our father in this scripture, putting us back in line. Because if you look at this scripture right here and you think about it, Jesus is almost, he's even kind of giving us a forge, uh, prediction for the way it is for us even nowadays. We see that these house, the house of God, has become a house of merchandise. We see that the place that God has said that for us to come in and lay our head down and lay our burdens down and to, that we're supposed to get peace in this place, that now it's become a house of merchandise. Now it has become a place where we're selling everything except we're not getting anything for our soul. We're eating, you know how some kids or Adults love snacks or potato chips, but you realize that potato chip is not a, a meal for you. It is not fulfilling. It's just a snack. And because we have got so caught up in the world and in these merchandising of things and, and selling books and pies and cakes and, and different things in the church house, <laughs> that we are now eating snacks. Because nobody has time to sit down and get the rainbow word so that they can feed the people. Still of God. I believe even now it's very difficult has been somewhat lost in the church. And the reason why I say that is because look at what has happened. It seems that when he shut down the country, that the church of God, the people of God, the body of Christ should have rose up and found should have been praying more. Should have been doing the things that they're supposed to do more. But it seems like now we become lax to daisy. Now you don't even want the, the doors of the hot church are open. You don't even want to go. Because you should have got comfortable. But what were you doing in that time of isolation? What were you doing? What was the zeal of God in your life? What were you mm -hmm. doing for what God had planned? Because this is not over. I believe that there's going to be a resurgence of the COVID-19 and then it's going to spread even worse. It's going to be worse. They're already talking about they have a new strand already. So if we don't get down on our knees and begin to get the zeal of God and begin to pray.
for God now, what are we going to do? We need to be about God's business and doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Did you hear what Prophet Corn said, Denise, that um, get ready for schools to shut down again? Yes, yes. And they did that already in New York. Well, they, had, uh, they went back on some of their uh, some of their things. But well, I believe that's going to happen again here in Texas. I believe that. <clears throat> I believe that as long as we're not. Uh, first of all, the church needs to pray. We need to start praying. I don't know what the heck we're doing. And I, I'm not saying y'all not praying, so I'm not particularly talking about us on this call because I know we're praying, right? So if we're not, we're going to, right? So Amen. what I'm saying is, as a church body, we need to be praying. Some of these things that are going on in this world, all they need is because God has been taught to me that God cannot do anything in this world except a willingness to be willing to pray and get on their knees to intercede for things. We need and to so be we intercede. We need to begin to be that willing vessel for God to be able to intercede for some of these things. Amen. And we got to have zeal to do it. Amen. We don't, we don't need to walk around with uh, we don't need to be uh, in school they used to call people that didn't have courage they call them yellow bellies. I don't know what the belly being yellow has to do with anything, but I'm just saying that's what they call it. Yellow belly kind of me seem like a jelly back or something might have been better. I don't know, but I'm just saying. So what I'm saying is we got to get strength in the Lord. We got to begin to pray. We got to get the zeal of God. We got to do these things because God is waiting on us. There's a pinnacle. But there's there's, there's, God is sitting there waiting on us to pray, waiting us to be available, waiting on us to stand. Amen. 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 Okay. All right. So let me get y'all some more scriptures, unless somebody got some some comment or something. While I while I'm looking for the scriptures, I'll go next. What other comments y'all got? Anybody? To not be so focused about this election. And worry about the aftermath. Okay. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Romans 12 and 11. And that's gonna be that's gonna be the last verse we talked about today. We're gonna begin to allow God to what we're gonna talk about one more. We're also gonna look at Galatians 4 and 18. 4, 17, and 18. So those are the last two scriptures we're going to talk about. So if I can get somebody to get me. Hello? Romans 12 and 11. Oh, I couldn't hear none, so I thought it was. Yes, go ahead, baby. Uh, Romans 12 and 11. And the word of the Lord reads, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. So he's saying not slothful in business. That's also having to do with zeal, depending on what version you're looking at. But um, what, what I want to say in that is, is that 
the church as a body has lost its fire. Amen. The deal of God. And we don't have to be in a building. I'm not saying you have to be in a building. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not advocating that. What I'm saying is you do have to be in the body. And you do have to be praying and allowing God to speak to you. You got to be getting ready for what God is getting ready to do. You cannot continue to talk and not listen. You cannot be continue to speak these things out and not listen to what God is trying to get you to tell somebody or get you to do for somebody. Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is getting ready to, he's getting ready to shift us. Amen. He's getting ready yes. to shift us. And he, the, the zeal is not the let. I mean, it's, it is just uh, amazing that this is the thing that we're talking about today because God is just trying to get us to understand you've got to be on fire for God. You've got to be on fire for the things of God. And I'm not talking about the traditions of man. I'm talking about on fire for the things of God, for truth, for peace, for love, for joy, the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Spirituality and and in God, because everything is happening in the spirit realm. And we're, by the time it gets to the flesh, by the time it gets down here, it's too late. We got to knock them out in the air. Amen. Amen. I'm getting off topic a little bit. Okay. Can somebody get for me Galatians 4, 17 and 18? Galatians 4 and 17? Yes, and verse 18. I have to pull it up on my phone. If somebody gets it before me, it's okay. You got it, Vanessa? Yes. Um, those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. Mm. What they do to alienate you from us that, so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not Amen. Okay, so remember I said how zeal, being zealous can be good, and then I, I, I used the example of our President Trump as being, you know, the zeal that probably is not so good to take us away from the things that God is trying to show us to do, but guess what? Trump ain't the only one. There are people in our lives right now that is trying to get us off focus to get us away from what God has called us to do, to get us to, to change our minds about what God is doing in our lives. They're trying to pull us away from it. But all the time that you don't see things moving in the earth does not mean that God is not moving. There's some things that are in the atmosphere, some things that are in the spirit realm that we need to be calling down to the earth so that God can have his way on the earth. Amen. 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 That's just a few things about the zeal of God. So I'm going to open it up real quick. Amen. I know it's late. So anybody have any questions or any comments about the zeal of God? No. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? 
I have questions, but it's not about the zeal of God. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> talk off land, I'm sure. About what? The zeal of God. Oh. She said she got questions outside of that. I mean, I have questions about it. No. Any comments? Can your zeal be off sometime? Can you have the, a zeal for God, but it's directed in the wrong way? Yes, you can. How so? Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad we can have fun on this. <laughs> That's because of that conversation we had earlier. That's why you say that. I believe that there are times in our lives that we only hear parts of what God is saying. And we so we take that one part that God is saying and we run with it. And we hadn't really waited on God to manifest it or to marinate it in our lives or to show us exactly the part that he wants us to do. Sometimes he shows us things and it's not for us to move, but it's for us to pray. And so we can't have the zeal of God and have the right intentions of doing what God has said to do, but moving in our wrong, in the wrong time. But you know what God is? Gracious. Thank you. He's gracious. Because there's times in my life that I have moved faster than God. I, I, I wonder how God caught me, really, to be honest. Because <laughs> I was moving so fast. But sometimes he had to knock me down so I can get back in line. But and that's just the truth. Because I'll be thinking I have it. And sometimes I, it's not that I don't have the love of the zeal for God, but I could be honestly only have a part of the picture. And I'm running with the part that I have. When God said, I gave you that part not to run, but for you to pray until I show you the other part that I need you to do. Amen? Amen. I think that was, yeah, you answered my question. Okay. Well, I feel like I have a zeal to intercede, not to do like a lot of the people. So I think that's why you said Donald Trump. Because <laughs> <laughs> the conversation we had earlier, uh -huh. but I would still stick to my guns. I'm not going to say yeah. either party, but a lot of this is demonic and people need to wake up, but you need to be focused on the aftermath of what's about to come for these next three months. Amen. Amen. If didn't nothing wake us up, really, to be honest, with this COVID-19 and shut down the entire country, I really oh, don't so, know. It's going to wake us up real soon, too, because the church still ain't got it. Some some of them have. Some of them are Yeah, praying. the remnant, the remnant that God had been raising up for decades. Yeah. So we just have to believe we, that. We're going to see who's really saved and who's not. I'm ready. I said that last time in the tree fell on my house, but I'm ready. Amen. <laughs> don't don't say that. I loved it last time the tree fell on your house. <laughs> hey, I've been saying I'm ready for the last few months, to be honest. But uh, guess what? Can't nothing come to me except God bring. God bring. And he's the one that brings me through it. So without him, I'm nothing anyway. Amen. Amen. I thank God for I thank God for my trials and my tribulations and my circumstances and my family and my friends. Because through all of us, 
through all of us, God uses us to put us in mind or keep us online and on track for the things he's calling us to do. Amen. Any other comments? Evangelist, you have any comments, evangelist? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Because I know evangelist got a zeal. Oh, no. The evangelist is in the orange and the missionary is in the black and white. In case he was wondering. Hi. No. You got anything, baby? No, I don't. Y'all been having some fun back there in the back. I'm going to have to separate y'all yeah. in the back back there. Yeah. That's okay. You have anything else, Katrina? Well, you asked me earlier to teach the Bible study and to pray about it. I will do it, but I might need some assistance. I didn't know I was going to be the first one, and I don't know if everybody else on here would want me to teach. <laughs> <laughs> you know the sad thing is I hadn't told the rest of them thank you for telling them oh. <laughs> thank you I'm for telling sorry. them I'm sorry now, now, they, now that you, you know it's going to be alright you got to with me oh my god you got to like tell me specifically everything we, gonna, we ain't going to receive that in the name of Jesus Okay. Well, we gonna if, let God if, speak. If, if they are okay, let huh? The everything. Let the well, man tell you what you're supposed to say. Let the man tell you. Uh oh. Did you? Oh oh. Did, did you hear that? What? What? I you said, said let the Lord tell you what to say. There you go. She said that, but she don't know she next after you. <laughs> And then okay. the evangelist, and then, oh, he, and then the pastor. over there in the corner, Pastor, <laughs> pastor Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the order. Katrina, you next, missionary Montgomery, evangelist Montgomery, okay, and minister Pastor Kelly. Oh, you did it like the five-fold um, order. Oh, okay. Got you. I see now. That's okay. Well, if everybody's okay, if everybody's okay with me teaching, I don't mind. I just, I'm not, I can't say that I'm going to be. Everybody got their fingers up. So guess what that means? They everybody okay. Oh, everybody's okay. Where's Caleb's thumb? Let me see Caleb's thumb. He's right there. He got a minute thumb. Oh, okay. The miniature thumb. He got this small thumb for now. Well, see, my style is not like yours. So nobody's style is like mine. I don't think anybody is like me. To be honest. My husband's style ain't like mine. My sister's style ain't gonna be like mine. I'm sure Evangelist ain't gonna. I don't know. He might be pretty close. He might be close to that style. <laughs> Evangelist, you should be out there. You know. In the, the, the pulpit is the street, talking to the people out there. Amen. The that's what he. That's what he do. That's what he do. All right now. So uh, we got about one minute. So I'm gonna oh, then let you can start praying now. <laughs> Evangelist. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior. I you for this night. 
We thank you for the new shop. We thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you for every family represented here this evening. Ask you to keep us, oh Father, in your love and care. In Jesus Christ, holy in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So I will see you guys again next week at 7 o'clock. Okay, look. Ms. Katrina will have the floor. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Praying for you. Love you. Thank you as well. I'll talk to you guys later. God bless you. Bye. Bye.